Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about bug out bags. And we did a bug out bag episode, maybe even two bug out bag episodes over the years. But what I found is I've actually changed kind of my opinion of what should really be in a bug out bag. I think it's more my definition of bugging out kind of has changed. Um, a, a bug out bag should be like, oh shit, we got to get out of here. And I have a bag full of my essentials and what I'm going to need and when I'm going to go. Um, basically my original bug out bag, the original episode, we kind of had everything, including the kitchen sink in there. And the idea was you could kind of restart and rebuild the world from a, a Navy sea bag or, you know, some kind of big backpack. And and that was true. And that, that's basically what we covered. And I think that has its place. But I don't think that's really what bugging out really is. And I think as preppers, we can be better than the other bag. And, and what I mean by that is, is... Basically, we should have a fallback position in mind and maybe we need to cache some stuff there 
And even if that's not another property or it's, you know, whatever, but even if we just cash something in the woods somewhere to go to, you know, a, a day's hike away or, or, you know, maybe even a mile off the property, who knows? But <clears throat> a bug out bag should really be for, oh shit, we got a bug out. So let's kind of, you know, just jump right in and, and dig in deep with that. And kind of discuss what should be in a bug out bag. Now, basically, um, I like I said, I think a bug out bag should be something that can get you from your house to your next location and without any problems. And you should be able to function with it. So some kind of maybe I, I like to think of it as like a three day go bag kind of thing like almost like a get home bag but expanded you know a, a little bit and and that's the idea so let's talk about what would be in there um basically you're gonna need some kind of you know it's food shelter water and pretty much that's it maybe you know protection mm -hmm. some some kind of self-defense right. so let, let's talk about shelter what, what are you thinking for shelter kevin well, I mean, you have to think about think about how many people are are coming with you hypothetically, right? Um, if it's if you've got one kid and a wife, then maybe you want to think about a, a three man tent. Um, if it's just you, I don't know how much of a man are you. You know, is it a one man tent? Is it a tarp and a little bit of rope? Um, one of the things that I think right. that are lo is lost on a lot of uh, conversations about bug out bags is it has to be made specifically for you. Um, you know, if you're, if you're in, you know, if you're in the, uh, you know, if you're in California somewhere where there are a bunch of wildfires every year, um, that might be a different, a different bag than somebody that's on the East coast worried about a hurricane. Right. Um, right. you're going to have different things in there, but I, I think that, um, I think that there, there's a bare minimum of, of things that you want in your bug out bag. Um, and one of the, and shelter, you know, is obviously one of them. Uh, if it's going to take you three days to get to your location, that's what you should be planning for is 72 hours really with a bug out bag. You're going to want to have something that's going to keep you dry overnight. Um, and maybe you're planning on bugging out in your car and you're going to sleep in the car and that's just how it's going to be. And, and you're not going to worry about a tent, but I think that, I think that having a tent would just be. Uh, the bare minimum of what you right. want. Or some kind of tarp and stuff that you feel you can build a shelter that, you know, is adequate for you. Right, right. Um, those of us who've been in the Boy Scouts and toughed it out a little bit, you know, I know you can come up with a pretty decent shelter if you make a little effort to figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. um, I do know that having a tarp underneath you and over you can make a big difference, you right. know, over, you know, nothing, you know, as opposed to making a shelter out of sticks and no tarp. Um, you know, it's all good unless it's raining or just rained or, you know, something like that. Right. Um, another thing you touched on when you were saying, you know, it depends who goes with you. I think realistically, everybody should have their own bug out bag. Every member of the family um, but again, if you have small children or something and you think that's going to be an issue with them carrying stuff, then obviously you need to pack your bag accordingly to, you know, accommodate. Mm -hmm. Right, right. 
Um, I think another thing that that would be necessary with it, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, food, water, shelter. Um, when it comes to water, you know, every person is going to use is going to use one gallon a day. That should just be uh, should just be your standard. But you also have to remember, right. three days worth of water is twenty five pounds of you know twenty five extra pounds of weight, and Right. If you have your bug out bag set up and you've just got bottled water in there, um, you know, it might not be in great shape by the time you uh, grab your bag and go if it's been sitting in there for two years. Um, So what I would recommend as far as that goes is have a canteen or have something that you can fill up. Um, They have camel packs. You know, I go with a camel pack and that's that's good. But, you know, it's not really enough. So what I would recommend with a with a. the bug out bag is is have some a container you can fill up right before you go but also have uh water purification tablets they're really you know don't take up much space don't take up much much weight and they last a long time um or a water filter which they're they can be a little expensive but you can get into a decent water filter for 30 bucks you know it's not um right you know it's not gonna be top of the line but it'll do it'll do its job right um, those life straws are pretty much like 10 bucks a piece. I don't really love them. I don't think they're the greatest thing. Uh, I actually like Sawyer water filters. Um, mm-hmm. They make one that screws onto a regular water bottle. You know, so your Dasani, Aquafina, Poland Spring, whatever kind of water you have, mm-hmm. it'll just screw right onto the top and you kind of drink it through. Right. Um, I, I'd have to agree 100% with what you said of. The big thing, people don't have containers to store water. And that's, you know, when they go to travel. And that's a big thing. So, again, my bag has a bladder in it. Um, They just make it really convenient and easy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also have several water bottles. I think I have like three water bottles and then the bladder um, in my bag. But 100%, like you said, water purification you can buy little things of bleach. They have these like little paper packets that are an additive that you add to the water bottle. You know, if mm-hmm. you just look for water treatment on Amazon or something and the Sawyer, you know, not very expensive. Um, I think, like you said, I think even the better the Sawyer are like 30 bucks. It's not a big deal. Um, the water treatment stuff, you can buy a million of those little treatment packets for uh, like, I don't know, it's like five bucks. Yeah, and it, you know what I would say is, or more. if you're if you're you know if you only have access to to kind of dirty water, the best bet would be to have have um, you know some sort of a water filter. But if you have those water purification right. tablets, and you just filter that water through, I don't know, maybe your shirt, you know, get get the leaves and sticks right. and and that sort of stuff out of there, and then add the purification tablet, that should be okay. You know, right. um, I've the, used the those... purification tablet. Go ahead. Doesn't get rid of toxins is the thing, you know? Right. So yeah, if you have some kind of, you know, you're outside a chemical plant and you, well, I added bleach to it. Well, yeah, that's not going to help. Right. But you know, just the same, you know, you could, uh, a, a good filter that's going to do it. But like Kevin said, you know, there's a million ways to try and filter the water first, then add the bleach to it. Um, the big thing is to realize you got to add that purification tablet 
and let it sit. Usually they recommend like 30 minutes, you know, for it to do something, you know, and actually kill all the bacteria that might be in the water. Right. You have to give it time to, to do its work. hundred percent. Now, when it comes to, uh, to food, um, you know, I, I like to keep in my bag. I like to keep some, some like uh, freeze dried st- stuff, you know, the mountain house, um, meals are pretty good. Uh, anything that you can add hot water to is great because then you don't have to carry the weight, you know, getting a, a can of, um, you know, getting a can of like a chili or something like that, you know, half of that weight of that can is the metal and the, and the, the water that's already in the chili. Um, depending on where you are, you know, right. if you're in, if you're in, you know, Southern California, you might not be coming across a whole lot of water, right? So it's really going to depend right. again on where you're at and where you're bugging out too. But it is one of those things that if you're going to be able to access water, you can boil it and add it to, to a freeze dry, dried meal. You can clean the water and make a meal at the same time. And that's, you know, that's definitely worth, you know, worthwhile. I know most of the MREs, I don't know if, I don't know how many of our listeners actually uh, have had MREs or not. But they come with that little uh, heater bag, you know. You add add water to it, yes. and it heats up, and it does it it does does its thing, and it'll it'll you know heat up your food. Um, rocket stoves are great for that sort of stuff. Um, even just starting a, a regular fire and having a, a good metal cup to boil water in. Um, there's a million ways to do it, but um, you know whatever's right for you. I like the rocket stoves; they're great. But you know, if you're trying to conserve on weight. And you're really good at starting fires, maybe that's not the best best bet. Right. Right. You definitely do want to throw some lighters in there. Um, it just makes it so much easier. Um, why yeah, fight with, you know, oh, well, you know, I can use flint and steel and go on forever, yeah. but damn, a lighter's a lot freaking easier. Yeah. Um, also, I would say Stanley Cook sets are amazing. They make really small ones that are, are basically... You know, you can boil like two cups of water and they make a little bit bigger one that, that's nice. You decide what you're willing to carry and, and what's right for you. Um, when I pack them, I actually put a couple bullion cubes in there and I throw like some, I throw instant coffee. Other people put like tea bags, that kind of thing in there. Um, yeah. So that way, hey, I already have some coffee, some tea, whatever, and a little flavor to stuff. As far as food, I love the freeze-dried. It stays forever. You can get a couple of packets of things you can throw in there. Um, I, I actually had bought at one of the camping stores. They had like a 2,000-calorie uh, like granola bar kind of thing. Like it's just yeah, a big yeah. block that, you know, it's just high calories and, you know, full of nutrients and whatever. I, I threw that in there. It's, yeah. And you know, let it's me just something. say, it's better than that is, starving. yeah. That's great for an emergency, um, but they they really taste awful. Those things, you know, and starving to death get is a lot moving. worse than than having to eat that that bar. I'll tell you that. But you know, just just beware. I wouldn't stock up on uh, you know on on uh, uh, six month supply of those things unless you really uh, just hate yourself and and don't like pooping ever. But I mean, whatever. <laughs> well, but you know, also one of the things that that teach their own. One of the things that I think is is important is when it comes to bugging out and getting your bag and getting out of there, 
you might want to take five minutes and go through your refrigerator and cabinet and find anything, you know, anything that would be great to throw in the bag on top of everything. Um, you know, having fresh fruit and fresh vegetables for the first couple of days might be great if you have them sitting right there on the counter ready to go. Um, you know, whatever it is, it might be easier to to grab that, you know, grab some stuff that, you know, maybe it doesn't have a, a six month or a six year shelf life and you don't want to keep it in your bag in your bug out bag. But grabbing something, grabbing some stuff like that on your way out uh, would really be great. And I think a lot of the um, a lot of the ideas about bug out bags is that you're going to have an emergency and you have to leave right now. But for the most part you're going to have a day or two where you're going to be thinking about whether or not you're going to go and what needs to be in that bug out bag and what you already have, you know, in there is great, but there might be some stuff that's uh, <clears throat> a little less long-term that you might want to grab um, the day before. One of those things that, that I want to talk about real quick is um, uh, legal documents, you know, your birth certificates, um, uh, driver's licenses, IDs, any, uh, any of that sort of stuff. You know, I don't keep that in my bug out bag. You know, I keep that in a separate location, but that's going to be some, one of the things you want to grab and stick in there before you head out. Um, you know, maybe you don't want to keep an extra $500 uh, in cash in your bug out bag, you know, and you keep it a, a separate spot. But that's also one of those things you might want to grab on your way out the door. You know, if you've got, you know, some extra cash laying around, I'm not saying everything that you have prepared should be able to be stuffed in this bag. But there are a couple of lightweight things that maybe you don't keep in the bag all the time that you want to have, you know, either a physical checklist or just a mental checklist that you want to grab and stick in there on your way out the door. Yeah, Um, I would definitely add... uh you know, some kind of, uh, um, sorry, medications, you know, to that, right. You know, with the, as your things you're grabbing on the way out, you know, it's, Oh, my medication, my, you know, your, your documents that you think are necessary, you know, and this is the kind of stuff. And like Kevin said, you kind of usually would have some kind of, you know, warning that this is coming. Um, you know, things are getting bad and you're debating whether to head out, but it's also like even, you know, forest fires, things like that, you know, the, as they're encroaching, you know, Hey, there's been some in the area. Let me get my stuff together and, and put it together with my bag. Right. You know, there's been forest fires. Yeah. They're 40 miles away right now. And then, you know, Oh, now they're two miles away, you know, but Hey, at 40 miles, you could kind of get that stuff together and be like, Hey, Mm-hmm. This is something we're watching. We don't know which way the wind's going to go. Right. Let's see what's happening. Or the weatherman saying, hey, the big hurricane's rolling in. Or, you know, shit hit the fan and grocery stores closed three days ago. You kind of get that shit together, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's something you plan for. The virus, the zombie virus, you know, outbreak happens. You know, that's something you plan for. Right, right. I'm just saying, now- you know? Another one of those things, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people will keep a small amount of ammo in their bug out bag. Um, some people even keep yeah. one of their, one of their firearms, you know, handgun or something in their bug out bag. I don't do that. Right. right. That would be something that I would grab on the way. You know what I mean? 
Um, maybe Kevin, maybe throw an ammo in there because you don't. Right, I would tell you that's because you don't own enough firearms. <laughs> I don't, I don't have, have enough so spare handguns. You should be like, yes, you should have so many that you're like. I don't even have anywhere left to keep one. I should put it in the bug out bag just so it's out of my way. Uh, um, <laughs> All right, fair enough. I don't know. I, I'm sure. I'm sure in Kevin's case and with a lot of people that you kind of always have one on your person. So mm-hmm. is it there? But spare magazines, um, spare ammo, that makes a difference. And that's one of the things. A lighter bug out bag is now opening the opportunity for you to carry more ammo and more magazines, you know, that are already full. There's nothing wrong with 10 AR mags stuck in the bug out bag. I know you're like, well, Chuck, that kind of weighs a lot. And I say, maybe hit the gym a little bit more, you know, man up. There you go. I'm just saying. Um, yeah. So you, you touched on prescription medications. I want to talk about that real quick because, Prescription medication is not something that you typically are going to keep in your bug out bag. You know, if you're ta- you have to take, you know, you know, I, I don't know what chronic issues, you know, people might have, but, um, you know, most of that stuff is not, it's not good to have stored for a year or two. It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be in great shape if it just sits in your bug out bag all the time, getting ready to go. Um, but, you know, you've got a first aid kit, which, you know, I hope you would have a first aid kit in your bug out bag. But maybe uh, maybe um, going through your medicine cabinet, grabbing those prescription uh, medications and then, uh, you know, whatever else you see, maybe a bottle of Tylenol, maybe uh, multivitamins, maybe whatever, 100 different things. Maybe those are the things you should be grabbing and throwing in there as you're getting ready to go. Um, I like to keep my my bug out bag fairly light so that I can do things like that. So I can pick and choose based on a situation that I'll be in, um, you know, what, what will go in there. So it's, you know, leaving it, leaving some space for adding a couple of things is not a terrible idea. Right. No, I would definitely agree with that. So we got food, um, shelter, shelter. I would also add, it's not just about a structure, but you need some kind of, you know, lightweight sleeping bag or, you know, at a minimum, a thermal blanket. It depends on your environment. Um, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't, if your your only sleeping bag is a thermal blanket, make sure it's like a thermal sleeping bag, you know, that completely covers you like a sack yeah. that you get inside. You don't want one of those little plastic sheets as your only uh, warmth. You're really... Yeah. Let me tell you something. Choice. That that's not practical in any way, right? Yeah. Let me let me tell you something. Honestly, those those little uh, reflective heat blankets that they sell in, they're great. Everybody loves them because they pack in you know real tiny. You can fold them up and they go in a little pouch, and it's great and they can come in useful. But you know the truth of the matter is that's not going to do it for you. That's not you know. It's great in an, in an emergency, and it's and it's like I said, it's lightweight and it's small. But the truth is that it's not going to do much okay. for you unless you're in a real emergency okay. and you're freezing to death, or if the helicopters are coming after you with thermal. Mm. Just saying. There you go. Uh huh. You see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I bought like 10 of those because you never know when I need to be laying around the backyard with, you know, hiding from helicopters with thermal. Because yeah. that's always a thing. Now, I'm that's true. Saying. It comes up quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. As long as you're willing to admit it. Um, the other thing, shelter. So we got sleeping bag. We got housing. We got number three. Shelter also includes um, having a kind of appropriate clothing. Um, maybe having a sweatshirt or, you know, something like that. Now, hopefully you can put these things on as you're heading out. You know, if you're in the winter months, we're talking about three days. Hopefully you can be wearing the appropriate clothing. Right. But remember, a lot of places it does get a lot cooler at night and having a sweatshirt or something might be, you know, something worthwhile to have in there or at least handy, something to think about when you're packing it up. Right. And when it comes to that sort of stuff, you know, stay away from cotton. Uh, stick towards uh, synthetic fibers, you know, whatever whatever it is. But, you know, cotton really just kind of absorbs moisture and it, and it holds it. Um, and it's, it's, it's really unpleasant to be traveling when you're wet. So just uh, something to keep in mind with that. Um, another thing that would I want to touch on while we're talking about shelters and that sort of stuff is is having some duct tape. Now, um, duct tape you can use it for everything. It's great, love it. Takes up a lot of space though when it's on the roll. So um, what I do is I just unwrapped it and I just wind it around. Uh, you know, something easy like a pen is what I what I'm using. Um, that way I've got plenty of it, but I don't have a big hole in my in my you know, my space here that I have to find something to fit in between when I'm trying to pack the bag, you know, it's a small item right? and you can wrap, you know, several feet around something, something real small like that and unwrap it again and re and, you know, use it. Um, and, uh, paracord is another thing. I, I see a lot of people put rope in there in their bug out bags and that yeah. can be really useful. Um, but it's really heavy and it's really bulky. So if you go with something light like right. paracord, you can use that for fishing line. You can use it for shelter building. You can use it for, you know, a million and one ways that, um, you know, might you might not use it for rappelling. You know what I mean? You might not use it for, for rock climbing or, or trying to, uh, you know, pull a car out of a ditch. But it has a lot of uses and, and it's lightweight. It's easy to easy to fit in the bag and you can get a lot of it in there without really adding much weight to your bag. Right. No, I like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the basics. I mean, I can give you the rundown of what I have in my bag. I'll just zip through the list. But do you have any kind of more category, bigger thing you want to touch on? or? I would just, uh, yeah, I do want to touch on uh, some, bi- you're going to want basic hygiene stuff. Um, whether that's yes, a bar of soap, that's wet key. wipes, toilet paper. Yeah, you're going to want. You're going to want something to keep yourself clean, especially keeping your hands clean before you eat or something like that. I, per, I personally, I have a bar of soap that's in a Ziploc bag in there, um, but I also have a yeah. small package of wet wipes, you know, something to keep the, the old butthole clean. Right. Right. Butthole's important. Um, Kevin did touch on first aid. Uh, I actually have two first aid bags in my, uh, in my, my bug out bag. Uh, what I do is I have a uh, like a regular IFAC, which is individual first aid kit. Um, mm-hmm. That's, I guess, more just 
we call it an IFAC. What it it is is really a trauma bag. Trauma bag. And yep. It's just stuff for trauma. Um. So with that, I have like quick clot. I have a tourniquet. I have an Israeli bandage. I have and the quick clot. I like the sponge. They're back and forth on now. I guess the new one is the gauze is is the way to go. Um, they're both fine. Uh, I have I'm trying to think. I have a chest seal in there. I have pretty much that's it. I mean, I have like the utility shears. Um, I actually did spring for one of the Leatherman. Uh, you know uh, the new Leatherman shears. They're pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not cheap. Um, so yeah. The, the chest seal, like a high-fin chest seal, mm-hmm. the Israeli bandage, the tourniquet, the quick clot, and that's pretty much it in there. Then I have like a regular traditional first aid kit. Now, this was something I got for like 14 bucks. It was small, cheap, and easy, and I added some things to it off Amazon or whatever. Um, I put in a quality pair of tweezers, which... If you shop around, quality tweezers can be three or four dollars. They don't have to be a big deal. Right. I think I spent twelve and I got like five pair, you know, mm-hmm. of quality teaser tweezers. But I have like triple antibiotic in there. Um, actually, I think it's probably bacitracin because my wife yells at me that we don't need all three antibiotics. <laughs> that I'm making germs super resistant or some kind of bullshit. But whatever. Um, I, I do have some appropriate bandages. Um, I have some Tylenol. I have, you know, just little things, some, you know, cleaning, uh, cleaning alcohol wipes, the, the little obvious first aid stuff, you know, your day to day stuff that you don't go in your trauma bag for. Mm -hmm. So just think of it like that. So basically the rundown for my bag is the two first aid kits. I have, um, I have a, uh, Camelback. Uh, bladder in my bag. I also carry three separate uh, little regular small water bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Sawyer water filter. I have the little packets of water treatment. I have, I actually just went with, I have like three different tarps that I have in there, as well as I have a uh, a really compact, lightweight sleeping bag that I have stuffed in there. That's all I have for a shelter for mine. Um, I do have a sweatshirt in there. I do have extra handgun loaded handgun magazines is what I did. Um, I actually just have four, four, 10 round handgun magazines in there. And then I have, I think five loaded AR magazines in there. Mm -hmm. Um, it, this way it's just ready to go. It's all set. Um, I do have like a Leatherman multi-tool in there. I like the rebar. You know, you find the one that works for you. Everybody, you know, has their own preference on that. You may even like Gerber if you make bad choices. You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, you do you. Uh, the uh, There's, I have a, uh, a skinning knife in there. Um, I, I have a knife that has like, it's got like a little like fillet knife and a skinning knife. I keep some snare wire in there. Mm-hmm. Um I keep an extra flashlight in there and all this is still pretty lightweight. I have the Stanley cook set. I told you about the stuff I have in there. Um, I have the smaller one. It's basically kind of like the size of a thermos. Um, 
and actually not even that tall. It's about that wide. Um, and just simple and easy. On the outside, I have a couple of little things, like I have paracord um, that's kind of braided. You, I went with the heavier, you know, they have that like 500-pound paracord or whatever. They, they have one that's a little beefier. It costs a little bit more money. Um, you know, it sucks if you're just using it to tie up a shelter, but if you actually have to pull something or, you know, reach a rope down to somebody, the stronger paracord might come in handy. Um, I have these little LED press lights <clears throat> that I have on my bag. Um, and I, I just have them tied to all like the zippers and stuff. And I have some lighters. Um, I have two or three lighters in there. I think it's two. And pretty much that's it. You know, you just want light, easy. I can deal with the problem as it comes up. You know, and I mentioned, I think I mentioned the food. Um, I do have some food. Like I said, I have the big 2,000 calorie. And then I have like three. Actually, I don't have MREs. I have a 72-hour bag uh, food meal bag that I have from my Patriot Supply Mm -hmm. um, that I threw in there. And each one of us has one of those. Now, the thing is, the reason I can get away with this is because I have another bug out location that I would plan to go to where I have more and more substantial supplies already hidden out there. Mm-hmm. So I have a fallback where I can go get more stuff because that was it. Originally, I kind of had the bag that I could rebuild the world with. And what I ended up doing is I'm like, hey, I'm just going to store that bag somewhere else. Right. And then I can get to that fallback location and then have all those supplies again. Right. And, you know, just think about it like that because you don't need to rebuild the world out of your bug out bag. The bug out bag is something you need to, hey, crap, I need to get out of here and I need to be able to make it through some things, but I also need to be able to move, fight, do whatever I need to do, or if nothing else, move in an extreme hurry. Mm-hmm. And caching your stuff somewhere at a faraway location, you know, if you have a big enough property, you have a 20-acre property, you can go dig a hole and bury it in a garbage can, you know, back back in a back corner where you can come back and retrieve it at a later time. But ideally, you should have a plan with a fallback position, you know, be it going and staying with relatives nearby or having a friend's house kind of nearby. You know, you need to plan. And as you feel that these different areas are getting compromised, you know, I mean, if you have three houses and your fallback is the fifth house down from yours and your street keeps getting threatened by a, a rival gang then maybe that's not the place for your fallback. You know what I'm saying? The gang may come take over your neighborhood or whatever. You know, then you plan further away and you make other arrangements. But the bottom line, you just need it somewhere where you can come back in cover and get back to your cached position. And like I said, hopefully you have friends, you have something somewhere nearby that you can fall back to. You know, hey, I only have to get to my buddy's house if things get bad here, and that's five miles away. Now, if you're worried about uh, forest fires coming and rolling through, and five miles away is, you know, 
is going to be in that same forest fire area, right. that's probably not your go-to for it. You got to think about what you're preparing for, what you're most concerned about with your scenario, and come up with a solution that, you know, but a bug out is an emergency. I need to get out of here and it's got to get me through right now. And it just should get you back to your regular supplies. Mm-hmm. And you should really think about things and approach it more from that angle. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And it is it is one of those things that if you're bugging out and you don't have a lo- location to bug out to, you might want that end of the world bag. That might be your only uh, right. your only option. But if you have a, a place you're planning on getting to, then having a lighter um, a lighter bug out bag is probably the best option and and keeping it light and then packing it for that specific emergency when that emergency comes up you know with specific stuff you know if you if you're worried about a hurricane right. you might want to think about you know getting your ponchos getting a bunch of garbage bags personally i keep in my bug out bag uh several pairs of socks in a like a gallon ziploc bag and i keep a couple of things in those gallon ziploc bags because they're reusable and they're they're great for keeping things dry. Um, you know, you might put your food in there, and and uh, like I said, some socks, some underwear, some stuff like that. Uh, having wet feet and tra- traveling with wet feet is not pleasant. So, you know, right? Again, it's it's one of those things where you want to you want to plan for the emergency that you're going to be dealing with, but you also want to have um, have the options that you can change things out depending on what that emergency right. might be. Now, um, that definitely, you know, is sound. Yeah. Now, just uh, keep in mind, though, when you're moving like that, if you're, you know, if you're walking, running, um, carrying kids, uh, riding, a, you know, driving in a car and, and having to get out, move trees and things like that, you're going to be burning a lot more calories than you normally would. Uh, you're going to want more than 2,000. You're going to want to plan for 3,500 calories per day um, in in this sort of emergency situation. So when it comes to food, you want those calorie-dense uh, dense foods. And pro- like Chuck said, you probably want to have that stuff in your bag ready to go when it's when it's time. You don't want to have to right. start you know, packing out the whole refrigerator in your bag um, because you don't have anything in there you know, planned out that's calorie-dense. Right. And that's it. And everybody needs to have their own flashlight in it. Everybody should have a lighter in it, every family member, and they should know where their bag is and be ready to go. Now, that may be that you all keep them in the hallway closet, you know, all hanging, or maybe everybody has it in their room and and ready to get their own stuff. But, and this is something you should be going back once a year, opening it up at a minimum, opening it up checking through it and make sure that nothing's, you know, leaked out, nothing's gotten damaged. Um, you know, this stuff matters. Uh, like I said, this, you know, th- this is, it, it's the rare unforeseen thing that, you know, it is going to, you know, that it, it's something you don't plan for. And that's what makes it you know, ready for an emergency. Right. You know, that's why we're preppers. That's why we plan. We think ahead 
because, hey, how could we do this that, you know, it's going to work out? Now, hopefully, um, I've been working on our website, trying to get that stuff back together. And if you guys head over to preppingbadass.com, you can sign up for our email list where we'll kind of, I think I can put together the list of what's what's in the bug out bag and, and include that in one of the initial emails, you know, that we send out. But if you sign up for the email list, I'll give you access. We had put together a course about three or four years ago that basically kind of covered all things prepping, um, how to set up security for your house, how to deal with basic first aid, how to deal with, you know, putting together a bug out bag. Now the bug out bag we talk about in the course is kind of that everything in the kitchen sink bag. But, uh, you know, hey, teach their own. Now, now you have an idea for a, a more complex bag and you have an idea for, you know, a simpler bag. But we set it up so that that course is uh, now offered for free for you guys. All you have to do is go in, sign up for the email list, and we'll give you access to that course I should have it all set by the time that this episode drops. If I don't, be patient with me. It might take another week and then you're going to be cursing me and I'll be yelling at you next week to try and sign up. But I think I have it together, so be patient with me if I don't. Um, If you do sign up with the email list, I'll make sure that at least an email goes out with access to the course and then you'll be able to get right back into it. Um... Otherwise, uh, you know, what else I can do is, I'll tell you what, I don't know if you guys remember, we had those badass Bowie knives that uh, Spanny Blades put together Mm -hmm. for us. Right. Uh, They're Damascus steel, and they're nice, and they have that custom handmade grip, and and he made nice sheaths for them. Um, I think we're going to give out one of those every month to somebody who's subscribed to the email list. So... You might want to check out the email list and, uh, you know, and I'll pick a uh, random, you know, person out of the list every month that we can send one of those knives as long as the knives last. I think we have about four more Bowie knives and we have two or three like little Skinner knives. So we'll kind of mix it up. Maybe we'll do like a Bowie knife, a Skinner knife, a Bowie knife and, you know, so on and take it out there for a while. But basically, we'll shoot out things, you know, related to the different episodes, maybe some different products, or if I see something cool at uh, Palmetto or something like that, and I want to share a link, you know, just kind of keep you guys up to date on things that are happening, where we're going to be, you know, we think we're going to do some events and some cool things, but there should be a lot of good stuff coming, so you might want to get on the list and, and uh, you know, see if you can't get access to all the information as it comes out. Otherwise, if you could leave a review, um, maybe tell a friend, maybe share the uh, podcast, invite people, you know, to, to go to the Facebook group, that kind of thing. Um, just spread the word. And, you know, the more people that are prepared out there, the better we can be. So with that, stay safe and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network.